That in fact, that would be a funny name for it. A very Jewish episode. A very Jewish episode. That's a great name. Write it down. Okay. Well, write it down. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> a, a very Jewish episode. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. And today, you know, we don't talk enough about the fact that we're Jewish, do we, Lily and Becky? Shy, did you butter your voice with apples and honey this week? This is this is oh, an really apples and honey Rosh Hashanah buttered voice. And so mm. in honor of the high holidays, in honor of the high holidays, we are going to get extremely Jewish this week. But first, before we do that, that's such an interesting we're gonna, we're gonna teaser. We're going to get extremely Jewish. <laughs> that's an interesting so teaser. Normal. All of our anti-Semitic listeners have turned off the podcast now. <laughs> Lily, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily, how yeah. are you? You had mom and dad for you for five weeks. They just oh left. God, I have mom five weeks, dad three and a half. That might be record breaking. So that's a total of eight and a half weeks of mom and dad visit combined. Yeah, it was great. No, I can't complain. It was really amazing, and they're hilarious, and um, it was awesome. But I just had to tell you a really quick Russia Shana story since this is a very Jewish episode. Um, we decided to do Rosh Hashanah because I live on an island in the middle of nowhere. And there, while there is one other Jewish family that I know of here, calling all Jews in Tenerife on this podcast, there's only one that I know of a family. They're wonderful. But we have a dear friend uh, who, from camp, moved to Mallorca. And he's really, like, part of the Jewish, very involved in the Jewish community. And so I was like, Let, I want to go do Rosh Hashanah there. His name. Donnie Disco. Oh, Donnie Disco Rothstein. Um, he's actually uh, making a film about the Jewish community there. He has a tour group. If you're listening to this and interested in going to Mallorca, hit me up because he can show you an amazing time. Um, it's a really beautiful place. And so I, before my parents were coming, for my mom and dad were coming to do the holidays here, I was already like, I want to go there. I want to be in like a different experience and, you know, see how the Sephardim do it. And Made the plans, so mom and dad like totally hopped on the plans, which is great. So the plans now, were made prior to mom and dad coming. Yes, these were not I, mom and dad come do this no. with me. You went to go have a very disco Rosh Hashanah, and then mom and dad and insisted said, on joining like, you. Yes, and then exactly, I gave them an out. I was like, if it's enough to come just to Tenerife, that's fine. And they're like, no, no, no. If you're gonna go, like, we'd love to do that with you. And it was ex- extra special because they were there, but. Um, I very last minute kind of put the plans together. Things got very hectic um, about a month ago, and I hadn't didn't have an Airbnb and whatever. So I find an Airbnb for us online. Donnie, I send it to Donnie, our friend, and I was like, "Is this a good location? It looks really nice." He looks at it, I guess, sends it back to me. He's like, "Cool, go for it," because I don't know anything about Palma, the city. Um, the day we arrive, and now we're traveling with a three-year-old, so we've got a pack and play, a car seat, suitcases. 
And the day we arrived, and like, just and fuck. mom and dad, and just mom and dad. That's a very mom's got her sleep machine. That's like I'm. I'm just giving you a setting of this scene. Um, there's all of a sudden a lot of suitcases and bags and shit. And so we get a cab from the airport, which I research as twenty euros, no problem. And there is a fucking marathon. Should I blame you? I blame you. Wait, for the like marathon. a running marathon, like of people. Yes. But is it like yes. the naked one in Philadelphia or just clothed people? It was clothed people, so they weren't even naked. It was a marathon, which is in and of itself absurd. Where are they? Where are you running to? Like across a city? How is this an activity? Lily, there are marathons and in cities all the time. The New York Marathon. The Philadelphia exactly. Marathon. And I'm sure everybody who's not running that marathon is like, God, this is so fucking annoying. So they close half the city or all the city and how would we to know that there is a marathon that day? And the cab drivers, we're in two different cabs, cannot get us to the apartment that we've rented. What is the and makeup they, of the cabs? Who is sitting with mom and dad or more mom okay. and dad separated? I, just for the record, let the record show, I'm not giving this detail. You're asking me for more detail. No, because I think everybody to needs to know, was it like Jose and mom and dad and you and Ari? Or was it like... It, it's me and Ari and Dad. Okay. And Mom and Jose. Okay. Oh, that's pretty. That's that's not the most stressful combination. That's a pretty unstressful combination because Dad has Ari, which is like you know relaxes that's him. I don't boy. feel like this story is even the interesting story about your stay. Okay, wait. So then they drop us off at what would look like the entrance to a medieval like town or something this old town you know like we can relate because we come from montreal there's like an old port cobblestones and like windy streets for people who maybe haven't been to europe it looks like like an old timey town in europe right this old section of the town and they drop us off on the edge of it and they're like oh it's right over there but we can't go because of the of the marathon it's right over there just around the corner okay they leave they just totally leave and we have all this shit on the street and I open Google Maps, and it's a 15-minute walk uphill through the town. At one point, Chai, Mom was like, I see a horse and carriage. Stop <laughs> Hail down the horse and carriage, please. Just Hilarious. let them take the bags. <laughs> okay. Finally, after a schlep like no other Jew has schlepped since the 40 years in the desert, we're arriving towards the Airbnb. And at that moment, I'm looking down at the little Airbnb note that says, oh, when you approach the apartment, don't worry. The ladies are very nice. And I think to myself, what could that possibly mean? And then I keep reading, the apartment is in the red light district. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, isn't that in Amsterdam? Why would that be here? <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, huh, in Tenor, in Santa Cruz, we have one street. I would never call it the red light district. That's like ridiculous. We have one street where the ladies sit on chairs on the street and they work the street. And it's like a block and a half. Now, in Barcelona, there's a very famous area that's like that featured in multiple movies. And it's a famous you know, area of the city. I, I was like, what? As we roll our shit up to the apartment it's just what could i say the apartment's on top of a brothel Lily, it <laughs> seems it seems you only 
I, you only I, like to go places. You only like brothel-based events. Events. Yes. So, guys, I'm not even joking when I say the apartment was lovely, but the building is shared by an entrance to a brothel. There is, like, five or six other brothels. The madame of the brothel that <laughs> we were staying at is guarding the door. I hope you brought some Purell. And the ladies... That's um, Yeah. <laughs> the ladies... <laughs> are on uh, a variety of different chairs, like office chair, um, maybe kitchen table chair. And these chairs are just seated, and there's, like, clearly a system and an order. And one of them it gets so, to be on the corner, and they switch out. And then there's, like, a few dudes around. I'm not sure if there's, like, a pimp situation, a John, which is, you know, slang for client. And um, we realized the whole area. And at that point, I haven't said anything to anyone. I only realized one second before they did. And I'm like... Oh my God, I think our parents are going to murder me. They literally were like, where the hell did you take us? Anyways, we get all our ship into the apartment. We come down. Um, they're a bit worrisome about the area. It was on the seedy side, but I have to say. I, they liked the it more than so staying. Nice. I, I, they liked it more than staying at my house. In Arlington? Yeah. I was like, so mom, I hear you. They probably complained less staying above a brothel a brothel than staying in a room that didn't have night tables. <laughs> they, they were it has night tables. I, like, I built night I tables. Like, I was like, mom, I hear you complain a lot about the weather in Arlington. So, like, you must be, like, super annoyed about being on, you know, staying at a brothel. And mom and dad are like, oh, the ladies are so nice. This place is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's beautiful. All right, all right, and I have Becky. to say, the ladies were lovely. Becky, they were very nice. in, in three words or less, how are you? <laughs> my daughter is the cutest you brought up. i had i had like one of those glorious mornings where your child is just being perfect and delicious and sweet and i'm just, i'm in the best i don't remember anything else that's happened before this i don't remember being woken up at 5 30 in the morning by her none of it all i remember is how freaking cute she was all morning Did she I think- still tap her head and go haircut because you, <laughs> you gave her the, the bowl cut. She's so cute. I can't even. So I like because it, it you was hard for me to bring her. It was it was hard for me to even Shy. bring her today. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling I, extra generous today. I'm fine. I'm fine. I would like to get into today's topic. No, we don't have very much time now. Because in honor of the Jewish holidays, I have now participated in building two sukkahs. One I built entirely by myself. Uh, although we collected some wood for it today. Uh, we thought it, it was Lily's idea that we should play like some sort of a game with Jewish actors. And we are going to play one of our signature games, Cast Away. But this is the Jewish Cast Away edition, which means you can only pick Jewish actors. And because it's the high holidays, we're going to take some famous stories that have been made into movies before, but... But we're going to – maybe they have. I mean, most of them have uh, these, these some biblical Old Testament stories, but only cast the characters with Jewish actors and – Or actors that, like, we think could be Jewish. No. <laughs> no, I just – there's so many lists online. I feel like once I got into it, I'm like, I don't need to draw from any other pool. Yeah, and actually I was surprised <laughs> how many – there was a lot of folks I didn't know. I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, so anyways, let's just, let's just get it. And, and I think, you know, look, our people, uh, you know, are involved in the film industry in a lot of different ways. And it's fun to, to talk about this various talent group of talented people 
and um, there's some really funny ones and some really great actors. And I'm very interested because there are so many options how each of us chose to organize our answers. So let's start with probably the most famous of the stories. You know, the the Super Bowl of Jewish holiday movies. Actually, pretty much one of the only two that you ever see represented in a movie. The Ten Commandments. Of course, the, the film we're most familiar with stars Charlton Heston, not a Jew. And Yul Brynner, mm-hmm. also not Jewish, but he, he's the Pharaoh either way. So some of the key characters, you know, are Moses, the Pharaoh, Dathan, the master builder, Miriam. How would you have cast any of these, any and all? I did not cast every role in each of these. I just picked ones that I wanted. So, um, Becky, how would you start? Okay, so I focused on the three sibs. And then from there, I actually narrowed it down. And I said, you know what? This is really a story about Aaron and Miriam. This is a story about Aaron and Miriam. Spoken like the youngest child, the the ones who are not in the story. You know, Moses was the youngest, Becky. No, but I'm not saying that that it's because they're younger. I'm saying it's about their... Like Moses, what he he was raised in the palace, heir to the throne. He speaks to God. He's this great leader. He has he's such a mucker in the community. He's on a pedestal. <laughs> he's on a pedestal. He's Moses. He's untouchable. Even with his flaws, his flaws make him more beloved by the community. Right. Aaron and Miriam, that must annoy the shit out of them because they know they need him. They know he's important, but they have an entire life that they've lived together growing up, you know, just kind of taking digs at each other and doing, you know, all the things that siblings do to embarrass each other and get under each other's skin. And so for me, this is really a story about Aaron and Miriam going on this journey with their like Maher super important brother, right? With this big guy. And so the, the brother to me is almost like this mystical, Moses is almost like this mystical character. And he's played by Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, it doesn't get any he's, more. He's he Jewish? He's not Jewish. Well, according to IMDb, he was on the Jew list. So I put him really? in there. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I Googled. Oh, yeah. Jewish wow. Episodes. Yeah. I mean, Wikipedia backs that up. Daniel right. Day-Lewis. Wouldn't so I have, this, would oh, not oh, have oh, thought about that one. Good. Right. What, so way to go. almost in like a righteous gemstone Damn. style sibling hilarity rivalry. They're working towards the greater good, but just trying to take each other down as they do it. I see Aaron being played by Paul Rudd and Miriam by Alex Borstein. And I could just see this wonderful dynamic of like improv and comedy and chaos. Alex Borstein is from... Is from Marvelous uh, Maisel. She she plays... um, what and Mad, Mad TV, TV, but Mad right Mad now, right, right now she's known. She's uh, she's the manager. Susie. She's Susie. Susie on Mrs. Maisel. I could just see like her and Paul Rudd having the most hilarious dynamic. That is a hilarious combination. That is yeah. with with Daniel Day Lewis in there. Yeah, it's and then with Daniel like Day- you have like this serious movie going on, and then you have these two. Yes. Those are two Everything different around movies. them is extremely serious, but then the two of them, which the film actually focuses on, is completely absurd. And um, yeah, well, wow, that's, that's a that's a, that's that's a castaway and a pitch perfect in one. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, each of mine are like that. Get ready. Okay, but Lily, pro- Lily, what do you got for the Ten Commandments? By the way, this is what um, I did fifteen minutes of prep. Imagine if I spent like an hour on it. Um, <laughs> okay, so I went in a different direction. Um, my Moses is played by Ben Platt 
from oh. Pitch Perfect. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like he's just like, and now after seeing him on The Politician, I'm like, he really has a, a lot of, like, he's got chops, right? I mean, I haven't seen him on Broadway. I'm sure he's amazing. He won a Tony. But I could just see him. And then I've got for the his sibs are Paul Rudd as Aaron. <laughs> Becky, uh, what, who, who did you say, Becky? Was it Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, right, yeah. Rudd. I feel like yeah. It's like such a given. But I've got Jenny Slate as Miriam because... (laughs) funny? I love that. (laughs) I could just see her. I could totally see her as Miriam. I feel like they'd make a great duo. And I've got Larry David as the Pharaoh. (laughs) 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 Rounds out my comedy. Because that's that's a mean Jew. That's, that's that, that amazing. That's a cranky Jew. That, that's right. Uh, if we were casting the whole thing as Jews, and if he, if Pharaoh wasn't a Jew, I'd want him to be Manzukis oh. in my version. That's very Jason Manzukis, the so great Jason. My so my this oh, was the and least... as a burning bush, I had Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. So this <laughs> I had. I think I took a similar theme to Lily. I didn't. I didn't pitch it as tightly as I did some of my other ones. I have Seth Rogen as the Burning Bush because I just oh, like the idea of like good. a smart Alec Burning Bush giving yeah, like funny for advice. Sure, for sure. I had Yocheved, who's Moses's mother, as Carol Kane. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! I, I had her as Tova Feldshen, but I didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> that Kane, that's great. And... She's from. In case people don't know these actresses, Carol Kane she's, is in Kimmy Schmidt. She's the she's the blind neighbor the or the old lady bride. neighbor, and the Princess right. Bride. She's the Max Miracle Max's Max, wife. Miracle and Max. I yeah. just watched an episode of Seinfeld where she's in the episode where she gets hit in the head with the Palm Pilot, and she's the lady <laughs> trying to extort the <laughs> Elaine for money. And um, for Miriam, I had Catherine Reitman. Who is oh, from yeah, the? Great. I think from we all went Mom. with these similar sort of. Well, Alex Bordenstein's a little generationally a little bit older, but these sort of spunky, awesome, strong female actresses. And then for Moses and Pharaoh, I had Jack Black playing both characters. It like like it like a change of wardrobe, and he's just both. Well, like he's just he's just playing both characters. Like like it's two different. It's. It's like uh, an Eddie Murphy situation where he plays different yeah, characters. That's, exactly. I just like the idea of okay. Pharaoh and Moses being two sides of the same actor. That's very deep. That's interesting. So, okay. Deep. for So now Joseph. Now you can, the Joseph story, you can go with like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which was kind of in my mind the whole time. Uh, but you could also go with, there is an animated movie. It's sort of like the second follow-up to, Prince of Egypt that I'd never known about till I saw it on Hulu. I with don't the kids. know if anybody knows about Joseph, this. Prince of Dreams or King of Dreams or something. I don't know. And anyways, it's another things like so you could have either one of those in your head probably. What? How did you guys go with this, Beck? So I really thought of this story from the perspective of ensemble cast, and so each of the small parts need to be great ringers you know like people who are going to really really bring it um i'm not going to go through all the i don't feel like i fleshed out exactly all the casting but when it comes to the brothers you know you have joseph and there's still gonna be 11 other brothers and so i feel like from there i'm really just going to focus on three that would be the ringleaders and everyone else um is 
there they can they can be there they cannot be there they could be made of cg i don't care but if you're gonna have three brothers i see that the ringleader of the brothers is jesse eisenberg because he's conniving and like a little bit evil and weaselly and then you have his like two cronies you have seth rogan who's the one with like the, the dopey one with like the heart of gold who like is kind of feeling guilty the whole time and then you have dan levy as the other brother yeah, who's just like what's yeah. in it for me like what am i getting out of this situation as long as we're doing something for me and then um Potifar and Potifar's wife who uh, should i explain who Potifar is so. <laughs> I can When Joseph, uh, when Joseph gets sent down to Egypt, he gets a job as a like the 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 head servant of this rich guy named Potiphar, and Potiphar's wife makes a pass at him, and then when he says no, she blames him, and he ends up in jail with the butler and the baker. So Potiphar and Potiphar's wife are Taika Waititi and Elizabeth. Thanks. <laughs> like, because I just totally see them as this like well-to-do society couple. I think it would be hilarious. And, and Taika Waititi's real name is Taika Cohen. Oh, he's Jewish. Well, it's not actually his real. I think Cohen is his mom's it's his last mom's name. name. Oh, okay. he, he for a long time went by his mom's last name. So and it's then like Far- a Sheen Estevez situation. Yeah, exactly. And then Pharaoh can only ever be played by Jeff Goldblum in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Because this That's is like who I had him as, and then I switched him no, to Potiphar. I like at this one, you have all these different storylines that are kind of actually happening at the same time with this ensemble cast of Jeff Goldblum. Um, and then I sort of felt like Jacob as the who's like the father, like the kind, kind of old, maybe slightly senile father. I totally see Dustin Hoffman playing that as like the well. Oh my god, that's who I have. Are oh we the same god. person? This is amazing. You should get to move. And then for me, Joseph is actually like the blandest of the characters in a way. It's like everything is happening to him. He's really the vehicle. And not that I think that actor is bland, but he's also supposed to be a little bit younger than some of the other brothers. Although I think he's older than some of these people. But anyways, Joseph Gordon-Levitt felt to me like a good sort of vanilla Joseph that he could, you know. I mean, way to throw uh, some shade at uh, JGL. I mean, I love him. Oh yeah, his name's also Joseph. No, no, I didn't, I didn't mean to do shame. And then you know, I the baker and the butler. There's there were so many endless possibilities. I I started going down a rabbit hole. So that's as far as I got. Okay, Lily, how about right, you? I'll do mine really quick. So I did a gender switch. Okay. Love it. Okay. Joseph, cool. Love it. Joseph and his sibs are girls. Okay. In my mm-hmm. version, like and that. so it's Joseph and his sisters. So I've got as Joseph Natalie Portman. Who can be subtle, like she can be a vehicle, even though she's a powerhouse. Um, I could see her as being kind of like the victim in all this. Dustin Hoffman is Jacob, obviously, obviously. obviously. And then her sisters are Kate Hudson, Mila Kunis, and ScarJo. Wow, Mila being the cute, like like the Benjamin. So you've made this into like a, you made this into like a Bride Wars. Kind of, yeah. Love and it. then I've got Goldblum and Goldie Hawn. As the um, rich, like nasty people, the Potifar's <laughs> wife—that's pretty. Potifar and his wife. Originally, I had Jeff Goldblum as Potifar, okay. and then I beat him Pharaoh. Oh my god! And I got Richard Dreyfus as Pharaoh. You could do a good job. Oh wow! I haven't seen that guy in a long time. Richard Dreyfus. Wow, is he? He's still alive, eh? Yeah. Let's see some yeah. more Richard Dreyfus and things. I guess oh, he's just like hanging out. 
Shy, what about you? So I dis- so I started with my, my first theme was, so there's two groups of people who all have similar naming situations. I tried to cast as many of the male characters initially with actors named Ben. And so Joseph is Ben Platt because I'm thinking of the musical and you need a guy who can sing. Well, that's great. Jacob that's is, a good point. Jacob is Ben Stiller. I could see that. Ruben, Ruben is Ben Foster because you need like a, a kind of a brother. I don't know. Ben Foster a brother, would have been great. Yeah. A brother who's kind of evil who would be willing to throw his brother in a pit. That's what I said, Jesse Eisenberg. And then you need a brother who, for comic relief, so I just randomly picked Zebulon because, I, like, how funny is that name? It's both yeah. the name of a biblical character and a French-Canadian okay, rock so band. Ben Schwartz. I don't know. Should I, John I guess Ralph. I have to take that off my list of potential baby names now. Yeah. Thanks, Shai. Jen, John, Ra- John Ralphio <laughs> as Zebulon to me. You know, ben Schwartz would be oh, amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Think of him. But then I was. What's his name in real life? Gosh, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. And I could just see him doing all of his John Ralphio bits. I can't believe you managed to do this with all Bens. Wait, wait, wait. But then I. So then I decided. Okay, I finished with the Bens, and then I wanted to cast Dina because Dina is a character from the Red Tent and all of that. And I think that Carly Chaikin, who is in uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot, and Suburgatory. Suburgatory. Yeah. She plays um, Dallas's daughter, whose name escapes me right now, but she's like absolutely, oh, hu- absolutely hilarious as the enemy. Hines, isn't she Hines? Cheryl no, Hines. Shrines his daughter. She's Carly Chicken. Right, she plays Cheryl Hines' daughter. Yeah, and. Uh, why is that name escaping me anyways of the character but carly chicken is hilarious and i just like the idea with all those other actors of like a totally detached dina and then i was like chicken chicken oh man remember that actor maury chicken who grew up near dad so i threw him in as the baker just because you know hey And that's it. That, that's as far as I got. Okay, Binding of Isaac. I'm going to start Binding no, of Isaac. No, I didn't even do that one. Oh, my God, like, I did that one. I, I did that. the I Binding did of Isaac. I decided to cast it with all actors with the name David. So, <laughs> Abra- really? Abraham. That's an interesting. Abraham is David Cross. Imagine if that's how they actually did movie. <laughs> yeah, David <laughs> Cross. Then for Isaac, I wanted a kid who could be both whiny but also maybe a stick up for himself at some point, David Mazouz, who plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham. I like that kid. Oh, uh, then the, was Jewish. I cast, Jewish? Yeah, I cast the ram, like a talking ram would be David Schwimmer, and then the voice of God would be David Krumholtz from Numbers, because I love him. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing with The Binding of Isaac. That is a freaking horror movie. That is a horrifying, terrible. Oh, please tell me story. you put Eli Roth in this. No, but that's a good one. That would have so been so I cast good. It, oh. I cast it as if I'm imagining it's a horror movie, and you have like the God character torturing Abraham, and then I, I mean, like it's just. I think it's going to be like a psychological horror film. So. I see. I Isaac has to be like a really, really good actor. Like that kid's got to really be able to like mess with your mind. So that's Ezra Miller, which I assume he's Jewish. I didn't look on a list, but it's that's very Jewish name. He must be. <laughs> we'll we'll right? check, yeah. but yeah, I, we'll that check. would be that would be tough um, if he wasn't. 
Right. Leave Schreiber as April. I have Leave. Oh my god. I did not write it down because I was like, I'm not doing this one, but I shit you not. In my head, I was like, well, if anybody's going to be Abraham, it's Leif Schreiber. Um, then I feel like, yeah, I know. Right? That is such Abraham. That's insane. And I can see him as like, um, you know, almost like someone who's being like indoctrinated into like a cult and he's losing his mind. And like, anyways, I can see, um, I can see him really, really bringing like a dark performance to it. The Ram, not Jewish, but I feel like it's a mystical character. I think one of Guillermo del Toro's creatures should just play the Ram. Sorry, oh, I could, cheated there. Well, no, but you didn't pick like a non-Jew. It could be a Jewish character. It could be a Jewish character. It could be like the voice could be a Jewish voice, but I feel like the creature needs to be a Guillermo del Toro style like Ram creature. And God, for some reason, is like a really sort of scary terrifying someone who could like bring a really scary performance to it that would shake me i see patricia arquette as god i feel like she could do something like super twisted she's done some like scary roles yeah well it's funny because i i didn't really do this one but i did have leave striber as abram and i had shia labeouf because i was like that kid has to be like a a little bit of like a an asshole, just in case he does have to sacrifice him. <laughs> That's a great one. I think Shia LaBeouf and Ezra Miller would each be really good. Um, All right, and, and for the Maccabees, or just your next one, I, I just I have. I, I just had Gal Gadot as Judah Maccabee. I was like, oh, that's great. She, I, I, I concur. I concur. <laughs> you don't need anyone else cast. Shy. Uh, I did no. I did us? mine. I did mine first. I, oh, fe- I, I fell down the know. rabbit hole of the second is I went to go see if I could find a Spanish Jew to play the Ram in Becky's Guillermo del Toro thing. And oh. I got really, really like it wasn't as easy. There isn't the same type of website as there are. In... Yeah, because there are no Spanish Jews. And also, but, I oh, asked right, you just the, now what you no would one do for the Maccabees. No one expects the Inquisition. You haven't... See, that's where I put in Lee of Schreiber. Like, if you think of that movie Defiance, like, that's where you bring him in. All right. Yeah, I guess he could be. I guess he could be a Maccabee. And, you know, maybe a Jillian Hall can play the younger brother, the one that the elephant falls on. I don't remember. Who remembers these, de- these details? Shia is a very good Now one. I kind of want to go back to the Joseph story and cast all of the brothers as, like... <laughs> Like like Nick Kroll and like all those like generate you know like that whole generation of like Jewish, oh that's um, that's funny. Indians like all like the Apatow people you know like Jason Siegel and Nick Kroll and like all these people like in that you know that would be a funny these are twenty really year age great range. comedy in here guys just tied yeah. All right. So what have you guys that so that that's it for our very Jewish episode. Um although every episode is really a very Jewish episode. What uh have you guys been watching? Do you have any recs? I've been watching stuff. Okay, what have you been watching? Okay, so I accidentally happened upon this Netflix show called Explained, where in like it's like these fifteen to thirty minute episodes where they just like explain something to you. Um, so like how oh, cults even is this the Vo- is this the Vox thing? The Vox yeah, series, and yeah. I and I think it like automatically started from like, I don't know how it ended up playing one time, but it's actually like a good sort of background thing where I'm like I'm learning something, but I'm not like really like sitting down and watching so I can learn something. I'm like doing you know I like to have it on. While I'm doing something else, so it's almost like I'm listening to an educational podcast. But oh, I have it here life. in Spain. Yeah, so that's, that's great fun. That's um, I also saw the movie Hustlers. Oh, how was that? It. Was it? I saw. Yeah. Was it good? 
Like before you comment on people's bodies and ages, I'd like to know Oscar if buzz good. for J Lo. Oscar buzz, people. Is this okay? I walked away from that movie going, J Lo is a unicorn, magnificent creature who is so powerful. Like her body language, the way she just like moves when she's walking, when she's talking, she is literally she's so Oscar buzz. She I just guess feels. We are. <laughs> She's so powerful. I don't it know what other words. It sounds like Becky's nominating her abs for an Oscar. I, not I her. It's everything. It's like her shoulders. It's her hair. Was she believable it's, as a character? Because my problem with the other movie I saw was her. million percent believable as this character. Really? If you if you can believe her as a stripper, then yes, you can believe her as this character. Okay. Because I had a hard but time believing her as like a Walmart so employee. So good. Was it a good movie? I think it was a bloated film. I think it was very self-indulgent. I think it was a story that they, it seems to me that, that when they wrote the script and they adapted the article into the script, I didn't read the article. They didn't embellish enough to add more interesting narrative plot lines. And so therefore spent a lot of time showing like, look, we're all stripper best friends making tons of money and celebrating Christmas together. Like these really long scenes that don't actually move the story forward. And there's like lots of double beats. So was it a good film? So they no, tried, I don't, did I, they try I, to, did they try to, what's it called? The magic mic it? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like it's more of like a, a magic montages like, situation. Yeah, lots of montages. So was it a good film? No. Was it super fun to watch? One hundred percent. Good enough for me. Is J Lo the most like riveting creature you've ever seen on screen? One hundred percent. I just something about her in this movie. I was. She's obsessed also with fucking her. fifty people. I, I can't 50. even. She's, but it's not even just like, oh, her body's so great and she's dancing, she's doing all these things. It's just the way that she is. Like, you understand why these other women around her for this character were so drawn to her and did what she said because she's so. Um, Wait, is it like a true Oscar? story? It is a yeah, true story. It's a true story. It's based on an, art- on like a, on like a, an article that was written about these. Huh. Yeah, so it is a true story, but it, it you know it it's definitely like more of like a Magic Mike two situation with lots of montages, but it's fun. So it's like just like a Oscar? super fun movie to is watch. Does she deserve the Oscar buzz? I believe she does. I don't think that means that she would necessarily win, depending on what's out there. But I think she deserves to be a, recognized for her performance because it's the. T- I think it's actually a really. A challenging performance and I think she does a really good job with it and I'm not just talking like oh it like literally the way she like moves like there's one shot of her walking down the street where it's just from behind it's a super close up her shoulders in the back of her head walking with like a hoodie pulled over her head and literally just the way that she moves her shoulders and walks you're entranced by her I can't explain it so um any you know any like the review yeah, so it's like I didn't think it was a great movie, but I had a lot of fun watching it, and so that's like to me a solid renter. Hmm. All right, um, that's a good, that's a solid renter. That's that's excellent to hear. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, you have more. I, no, do I have to give more? I feel like I just gave a no, lot. No, no, you gave a lot. That was amazing. I was <laughs> that was extra. I, I feel like people needed to know if Hustlers was good because I haven't had a chance to see it, and other people probably haven't either because they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, is that a big screen movie and. I feel like you gave people like a really accurate sense of what they will see if they see this movie. Mm-hmm. How are we still talking about this movie? 
And it's weird that I'm the one saying that. Where <laughs> are you on what, back, Lily? What are you watching? Like what? Yeah. I'm a bit all over the place. What's available in Spain right now? I'm a bit all over the place, but I will say that I did get around to seeing finally the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor? And it's fantastic. It is like, it should be, you know, there's required reading in uh, high school. I'm sure, Shari, you would approve of this. It should be required watching. Yeah, but he wouldn't approve if it's a documentary because at that point, just make him read a book. True. I know they are the books of movies, but I do think this should be required, like, watching like this movie is fantastic and i 100 um recommend it's very moving and um so that was awesome i've been watching the politician on netflix which is a bit um it's like a bit like too much like calling upon like kind of a west anderson style especially with gwyneth paltrow i feel like there's she's there's a little bit yeah because it's very um it's very artistic looking and saturated in terms of like the colors and the acting. Huh. But I think, Shai, I think you'd really like it. I, 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 I'm really enjoying it. And Gwyneth Paltrow is fantastic. Can I just but I, do she's a like quick, doing a little bit of a Margot thing. Can I do like a quick Gwyneth Paltrow sidebar thing here? I read like this little headline and article where Gwyneth Paltrow explains why she doesn't know she can't remember all the Marvel movies she's in. She goes, it's because I haven't seen them. And I'm like, you're making it worse. She's the Becky uh, of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> you're the Gwyneth of this podcast. <laughs> I did prepare and it paid off. <laughs> yeah, 100%, I'm just saying. Isn't it really annoying when someone is like, I think- well, I didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she's like, no, the reason I don't know I'm in the movies is because I don't see them. And I'm like, no. I don't think you're making a good case for yourself. And I, I saw her interviewed um, recently where she kind of did the same thing, where she couldn't remember, like, half the shit, like, that she was in. And the worst, Becky, uh, you'll you'll appreciate this. And I do, I mean, you guys have seen these movies. She, They were like, how come you didn't know that you were in one of the Spider-Man movies? Like, you had a cameo in that, and, like, you met Tom Holland. And she was like, I I didn't know it was a Spider-Man movie. I full-on thought it was an Avengers movie. Well, they have... So this well, woman is going if, to film hold, hold films. On. Like, this is the, the level that she's at. Lily, where she does not know the name I, of the I, movie I, she's I, I actually... She's in these movies for, like, ten minutes. Who knows if they even film them at a different time oh, I agree they just with knock her. out she's all like, of the Gwyneth scenes when she comes down she's very expensive to have if I'm her I don't really know and also the Spider-Man movies in particular have like 20 different characters in them that are not just Spider-Man characters I agree I'm just imagine it being that level of actor really, the last like, Spider-Man oh. movie which I liked a lot John Favreau was it. like the second most <laughs> screen time character <laughs> that's Saying a lot. Anyways, so Tony Stark's um, butler was the second most important character. What in does that, that have movie. to say? Does About... he like write and direct them? So no, I mean... he only did Iron Man one and two, and after Iron Man two, he stopped directing their movies. Oh, Anyways, the point is that I think Shy, I'd like you to give the politician a try. I think okay. Becky will like it. I'll, I'll, I'll give the politician a try. That sounds awesome. And I also have a bit of a bone to pick with you, Shy. I think you were a little way harsh, Ty, on yesterday, the Danny Boyle film. Oh, it was so lame. I think you gave, I think you were a little bit well, harsh. Tell me what was good about it. Was, well, was, I think were it was there sweet. things good about it, it other than fun. the Beatles songs? Sweet, fun, 
a little self-indulgent but you, but, but you at didn't the end. See, but you didn't that see Blinded true. by the Light. I didn't. Which is another movie that Not uses another yet. artist's music catalog that, in my opinion, is a much, much better movie. Okay. Because but the actual I core story, and I think... like, the story of yesterday is basically about, like, a selfish guy who pretends... I don't think so. Who, like, basically gets vindicated because the songs he's playing are so good and the few people who can remember them are, like, thankful that he shares the Beatles songs with them, with people. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I just ruined the end of the movie. Uh, Whereas Blinded by the Light is actually about a kid truly connecting to meaningful music. He's not connecting to the Beatles music. He's just playing it. it's not a perfect movie by any means. I do think if you don't get as pissy as you are getting about it it's cute and can be fun that's all i'm saying i just think when you're and in the end he i don't want to ruin it in case somebody wants to see it but in the end it's you know not exactly what you're saying i don't agree entirely that's all i'm saying the big lesson of the Um, movie is he should be nice to the girl who's like supported him his whole life that's the big lesson of that movie Fine. And also, like, sometimes, you know, it's okay to give up your dreams. I feel like that's also Yeah, that's another, that's another piece. That, like, sometimes you are not a good enough songwriter and you have to steal the Beatles songs because that's what the world needs. That it's, The movie, that is not a good movie. It's a bit backwards. All right, all right, all right. They, like, if you, okay, switch the songs out for that movie for Hall & Oates songs. Tell me if that movie's a good movie. <laughs> With Blinded by the Light, switch Bruce Springsteen out for soccer. Soccer, truly the most boring sport ever made. And it's Bend It Like Beckham. That's a pretty good deal. Maybe the same filmmaker. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we're watching the movie, and I'm like, oh, this is a lot like Bend Wait It Like Beckham. Throw, throw shade, Shy. You and two of us just burning no, celebs. No. Love to no, no, no. I'm saying it in a good way. I'm saying, like, if you right. take out. Made the same movie twice. Good job. Yeah. It is the same <laughs> movie <laughs> twice, but that it's a good movie both times. That's I agree. The... I haven't seen the second one, but I think I'll love um, it. In so case I, it wasn't I'm... clear, um, the politicians on Netflix for people who want to know where to find oh, it. <laughs> okay. That's good. You're always good about that. Okay, so for me, I have one piece of Hollywood news for us to discuss. We don't usually. This is already like pretty low. Oh, one, one piece of Hollywood news podcast. Um, and one piece of and one piece of just recommendations. So. I took the kids for a true Friday night movie and we, I took them, I picked them up from school. We had a little Shabbat dinner and then we Friday Friday afternoon movie. (laughs) No, no, it was the evening. It was. was Oh, okay. Right after school. I picked them up after school. We had dinner, did Shabbat or no, we had Shabbat and then we actually ate at the theater. Uh, I made myself a little tuna sandwich with leftover breakfast food and the kids had hot dogs and chicken fingers. Anyways, we went down and we saw the Adams Family new animated film. And before we saw it, I watched I, I they had an incredible deal on iTunes. You could get all 64 original episodes of the Adams Family for $9.99. So I bought that and I watched a few episodes with the kids and they thought it was pretty funny. They liked it. They liked that it. it was like kooky, but not scary. Uh, and, Did they notice or, it was in black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were cool with that. I remember they, these are kids who have already watched I Love Lucy. They've watched the original Gilligan's Island se- season, which is in black and white. So they're not averse to black and white. Sometimes they say black and white is boring. And so we went to go see the movie, and the movie is very it's very cute. It's, a, it's like Hotel Transylvania. In fact, I would say the weakest part of the movie is that it is a recycling of the plot of Hotel Transylvania. 
But the characterization and the references to the TV show and the canon were amazing, such that the kids, like, there were all sorts of little details that the kids thought was so, so funny because they had seen the show. So it was a very, like, validating What you're saying is you need to see the prequel for this. Well, I mean, I'll say this. My kids have marathon today, four episodes back-to-back of the original Black and White show, partially because they enjoyed it, but also because the movie was so fun. So that being said, I asked the kids on the drive home, so buy Rent or Med. Do you guys know what that is? And, of course, my older child was like, oh, we were your interns at your booth at Comic-Con. We know what buy Rent or Med is. And one daughter said, the younger daughter said Rent, a solid Rent. The older daughter said... I don't want to buy it, but I want to rent it for a really long time. That is wow, hilarious. A very sophisticated answer. That's a very sophisticated answer. It shows, right. though, a lack of understanding what renting movies was like in the 80s. Because if you rented yeah. something for more than, like, with one extra day, you might as well have bought it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Now, the piece of news I have are rumors abounding all over the internet. That after Indiana Jones Part 5, so around 2021, Kathleen Kennedy will be stepping down as the head of Lucasfilm. And Kathleen Kennedy is not old. This is not like she's some geriatric person. And for me, you know, the only thing this means for me is, what, did people just finally have an honest conversation and be like, Look, Solo, yeah, it didn't make a lot of money, wah, wah, wah. But the thing that really caused all the problems were the horrific creative decisions made with The Last Jedi. Yeah, but then all they care, but 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 then but that begs the question, do they actually care about the bad creative decisions or are they just happy because it made a ton of money? I think, well, my hope is, is that they've dug deep and they've done the market research and they've realized that, Solo didn't just do bad because people were like, eh, do we really need this? They they were like, maybe we shouldn't have directors who hate Star Wars like Ryan Johnson make <laughs> Star Wars movies. And 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 apparently, and I heard him uh, uh, recently speaking on the record where he was pretty ambiguous about whether or not his Star Wars trilogy was actually going to happen, which is perfectly fine with me. Again, give it over to Ke- Kevin Feige from... From Marvel is supposedly getting Feig? a big Feig? Feige? I thought it was Feige. Anyways, mm-hmm. he is apparently in the wings to take over a Star Wars movie, and I suspect maybe he's getting the whole thing. Fine with me. What if she's already set the track for what's supposed to happen? Like, there's already the timeline and the slates of films, so she's kind she's of like go down vacation. the paperwork. No, and then like maybe they're recruiting her over to something even bigger. Like maybe she's gonna. But I find it that unrealistic or really weird because her and Lucas are close, and he like he personally handed over the reins to her. Yeah, and then, like, it's not like and she then just Disney got the job was from an immediately interview. like, "We don't want to use any of your ideas." Now his ideas. Maybe were, she's were not like great. pissed off. Maybe she's like, you know what? I'm going to support. I'm going to support Shy in the fan theory that she shit the bed on <laughs> Last Jedi and she's being ousted. I'm just going to support Shy's fan theory because that's the one that makes me the happiest. Too. I'd like to believe that like she was so excited about this job and is upset is as upset as Shy is. And that she didn't end up getting all the control that she was supposed to have. Maybe. And Disney shit the bed. That, that, and she's I'll, like, I'll, I'll, F this, I'm out. I'll accept that too. Either way, my hope is is that she, who has taken care of the Star Wars world so well for so long, she will go out on top with a great finale to the trilogy. And 
there will be also a great final Indiana Jones movie. And I don't want to get like too much into like your personal psyche and I don't want to have to send you to therapy for this, but are just out of curiosity, are you going to go see it on opening day? The third one? I, I don't usually go see things a hundred or whatever. Are you going to see it soon after it comes out? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll buy tickets to two screenings of the movie. Like I have for all the <laughs> others, maybe even twice in one day. Okay. A hundred percent. You take I, the day off work. I don't know if I'll take the day off work, but remind me, remind me what day it comes out. December something or other. I'm just curious. I'm trying to think. think. It's around the same. I think it's like the like 15th or something. No, no, no. no. It's like a week later, a week or two later, right? Or before or later. Although I know is you're in the same predicament, kiddo, as you were like. It's worse. It's worse. I'll definitely will have had the kid by the time this comes out. No, but But you're not as excited as you were about the last one, so it's fine. No, because of the last one. December 20th. Because of the last one, I'm like no longer excited. That's actually well. Weird. If you go the same way you went with uh, your little Mary girl, then on the 20th you have plenty of time to see it. I'm I'll be in labor, but nothing will be happening. It'll be a very boring. Go labor see it before, like oh, on the afternoon. Here's the part I'm having a hard time with. If this one's good, I'm just going to be annoyed. They wasted time with a bad one. But you—that's better than the alternative, Shy. Because if we've got to listen to the next, I don't know, <laughs> 70 years of you complaining say, about two stars, the next 50 years or so listening to complain. All right. That's <laughs> fair. Right. Lily, where can people follow you? GT, K as in Kellogg's Cornflakes, Gomez, as in Gomez Adams from the Adams family on Twitter. And Becky, where can people follow you? I found that very confusing, Lil. GTK Gomez on Twitter. At paper BK Princess on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry, F R I, Night Movie. And uh, the music, okay. the theme song that what? I wanted, I wanted to make one more announcement. Uh. I'll be I'll be making it. It's an important one. I'll be making it every week between now and November. Oh, this is a big announcement. Okay. I forget now. I think it's November 15th, 13th. Ooh, I should look it up. Um, I have a short film. It's going to be at a film festival in New York called Doc NYC in November. The film is called Atagutak the Hunter. It's complicated to spell. We'll just put it in the show notes. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, and that's November. If you're in New York, I encourage you to get tickets. And in future episodes, I'll put I'll give you more more details about where to get tickets and when it's screening and all that. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. the theme song of Friday Night Movie by What Does It Eat will kick in and bounce our way into the evening. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.